Welcome, everybody. Normally on Mondays, we do the Ask Justin Anything show, but I was sent an article last week uh, titled, Why Realtor May Be Making Too Much Money. Figured since I'm in the business, it might be worthwhile for me to do a reaction video, go through the article. I read it, so I can definitely break it down. I'll do it in chunks. Um, very interesting. I have responses from both sides. I'll give you a little bit of context before I get started here. But yeah, I just thought I'd mix it up. This is on LinkedIn, it's on YouTube, and it's on our Facebook platform. So if you want to follow the show and you want to ask any questions, feel free to jump into the lives. I'll answer them, literally bring you up. And then by all means, Tristan Hopper, who wrote the article for the National Post, if you ever want to sit down and chop it up, you can come on my IG live. I will debate you or discuss it openly with you. It's not kind of a gotcha thing where I'm going to tear the article apart. I'm literally just going to give my opinion being on the other side of it because I do find it's a little bit skewed one way, but I understand the frustration in the marketplace. So I figured this might be a good place to do it. So if you're live on any of our channels, feel free to jump in the chat. Let me know who you are. I'm on the StreamYard platform, which is an unreal platform for live streaming. It will allow me to bring up the article, show it to you and walk through it in chunks. It will also allow me to give shout outs to anybody that's in the chat that is here. But yeah, we're just, we're just learning this whole YouTube thing. So bear with me along this journey. We are still very early on. So if you want to follow us along this journey, smash that like button, smash that subscribe button. And I'm sure you'll be with us once we hit a couple million subscribers. So I will now share, wait a second. So I will now share the article from the National Post as to why a realtor be making too much money. And I will give my opinion being from the industry to the comments that are made in this article. Actually, you know what, before I actually do that, bear with me one second here. I should give some context, right? Yes, I own a real estate brokerage with my beautiful wife and I'm in the business. But no, I'm not just going to say you should use a real estate agent for every single thing that you do because I have honestly talked friends into accepting private deals and talked myself out of business over and over. I think there's a huge misconception that, you know, we're all greedy pigs and we just want to get a paycheck. We're going to insert ourselves in the deal. That may be true for some, and there's good people and bad people in every industry. There's good reporters, I'm sure, and there's bad reporters, I'm sure, as well. But what I can tell you from being on the inside is it is truly one of those professions that has some of the most loving, caring, empathetic people I have ever met. The amount of things you have to do in this business can be bananas, but I will break that down, and I promise I'll give you a fair shake in this article from both perspectives of where you know I do agree with them and where I disagree with them as well, so the other thing I'll mention is this is dated May 20th, 2021. So it was four days ago. I sent it by a bunch of people. Um, we've had some internal discussions about it and I'll share it now and we can kind of go through the article. So why a realtor makes maybe making too much money. So it feels a bit clickbaity um, in terms of just being super negative, but that is what the media is these days. Anytime you actually put a title, you want it to be negative because people tend to click on that and maybe they're going to bring you into an article and get a little bit more in depth. NP comment. I'm assuming this is a bit of an opinion piece. It kind of feels like that. Um, it, it feels like there's a bit of an agenda. Um, he sold his last home himself using a for sale by owner, which we will get into. So it almost seems like he's coming at it from that perspective. And again, I don't know if this is an actual like editorial piece or I don't even know what journalism is anymore, to be frank with you. There's so many articles that are pay for play and placement ads. Um, again, that's just more of a note than anything else. So basically the first opening paragraph just say, says that we have an unhinged real estate market. Um, prices have increased 20% in a single year, actually like 35.6% in our market. Um, I think COVID has increased dramatically what has been happening in the real estate market and cause what hap what would have happened in probably five years in our market to happen in about a year, but unhinged, 
you know, it's a supply and demand issue. There's more buyers than there are houses. There's very open lending policy rates and very cheap mortgages right now, which supply demand. It's not super, super complicated. If you can create more supply, that'll balance out the demand. The next thing he says here, funny thing, actually, I'll point out National Post, actually, I'm pretty sure is getting more views on their YouTube stuff than they are on their news articles. That's just an indication of where journalism is going. Um, I think the National Post last stat I heard had like a readership of about like 1.5 million, something along those ranges, um, where online, I mean, it's just so much bigger than that, right? Which is why I think these articles are very much geared towards what are people searching right now and real estate is a very hot topic, hence why I think they did this one. Um, the video reiterates pretty much everything the article does. Oh, hi there, watching this video. If you're watching this video in part of Canada speaks English, chances are the ground beneath your feet. Been, okay, I don't know what speaking English has anything to do with it. Uh, but yes, real estate has gone up and is getting more expensive. It has forever. If you go back to the 1950s when I could buy a house in Byron for 50 grand, that house, when it jumped to 100, I bet you Uncle Jimmy was saying, there's no way it's worth 100 grand. And then probably 20 years later, when it jumped to 250 or 300, they probably said the same thing. Now those houses are trading in the 700s and the 800s and probably in 40 to 60 years. Again, supply and demand, there's only so much land. The prices will realistically keep going up, if not higher than inflation. <coughs> Excuse me. There are a few reasons why this is not a great thing. It turns your major cities into unlivable hellscapes occupied by the super rich and anybody willing to raise their families in a glorified hamster cage. So this kind of sets the tone for the rest of the article. Um, I, I, that's bananas to me, honestly. I think cities are such a diverse place, um, melting pot. I know people that have built businesses from the ground up who came from nothing, who have nothing that are actually investing in cities. Um, not all of them can afford housing, but living in a city doesn't necessarily equate to a glorified hamster cage. Some people actually love it. Not my jam, but I actually have Victor Addis on my team that actually loves living downtown. Um, my sister lived downtown Toronto forever and loved it because she could walk to restaurants and all that stuff too. But all your national investment capital is being poured into the property. It doesn't leave a lot left to the stuff that makes economies grow like innovation. Okay. Um, every real estate transaction, just so you know, contributes about $35,000 in residual employment to the national GDP. I don't think people realize that, that every transaction that happens actually has a trickle down effect that employs a whole bunch of other people. Um, and I would love more innovation. Innovation is amazing. I think the market demands innovation in industries that need to be innovated, which real estate industry definitely needs to be innovated. So there's that balanced perspective. I think there's a lot of things wrong with our industry. So I do want to make that note and we'll get into that in a little bit. And it sounds like a good generation long housing bubble, real estate agents, cool beans. They've been saying that for a very long time. Actually, cycles tend to last every 10 to 15 years. Um, we are well past the last 10 to 15 year cycle. What it's changed to is these little micro recessions. If you track the data, um, every four to six months, there have been dips in the marketplace where people that are reading these articles are listing their houses for crazy prices. There's too much supply. All of a sudden, buyers are getting a deal. Um, we're very conservative with our clients. I just had one that we snapped up a house that should have sold statistically for 825,000 in like the 740s. And that was just due to us telling them not to buy and to wait and there being too much supply. And we pulled the trigger. Um, I did another video on this actually of is the housing market going to crash? So I'll link that there. If you want my opinion on the housing bubble, you can go watch that one. No, don't worry. I didn't come here to bash realtors. Yeah, I don't really get that vibe. Um, one of them raised me number of in fact, you sell your house. Here's the numbers contemplate. Okay. So your family was in real estate. Awesome. I did read that the first time as well too. Um, but yeah, the opening photo that kind of bothers me a little bit because you're using a cheese ball real estate agent and then telling me that we're making too much money and telling me you're not here to bash realtors. I don't know that that's truly, truly balanced, but 
neither here nor there. I will give you the benefit of the doubt, my friend. And as I said, you are welcome to come on an IG live with me and chop it up. Realtors are paid a percentage of every sales. Typically it's seven percent of the first hundred grand, 3% of everything after that. So first off, um, I sit on the professional standards committee, the MLS committee and the brokerage advisory committee. It's actually illegal for anybody in our industry to state that there is an average fee. What I can tell you about this is it's incorrect. There's a lot of markets and a lot of different compensation structures. And that there's definitely not one commission that you see in every single market. And this stat is off to start with, but that's okay. Um, as is the 2.5% of sale price for selling your house. But let's just go with it. Let's just say conservatively on the high end, that's what it is. Real estate prices have doubled in hotter markets like Vancouver prices have gone up 300% since 2005. That is very true. Vancouver has changed dramatically as has New York, as has Tokyo, as has London, England and Montreal, which is actually where I'm from. And we will get to that and Toronto. Um, and what you're seeing is these primary markets are drivers of these secondary tertiary markets. Can you think of any other job that gets a 300% pay raise over the last 15 years? Again, the real estate industry operates with commissions as its structure, right? So my counterpoint here would be pay me an hourly wage. I would be happy to do that because you're discussing something that you're looking at on a transactional basis, right? You're equating a real estate agent's pay directly to one transaction. When a real estate agent actually has to operate as a company with a profit and loss statement, net it out over all the transactions they do. They're not looking at the one transaction, right? What about the 15 transactions that they did free appraisals for? They did pricing reports. They visited the house two or three times. They went and maybe viewed some comps and then they gave them all the data. And then the person put a sign on their front lawn. That happens every single day in real estate. Nobody gets paid by the hour in this job. So I've actually told clients before when we've had discussions around commissions, you can pay me hourly by all means, pay me what my lawyer gets paid. I'm probably worth at least that. I'll probably make you more money. Actually, I'm probably worth a little bit more. But as they start netting it out, nobody wants to do that. And I think that's part of it, right? Most sellers don't get paid for their house sale unless the house sells, thus typically don't want to pay unless the house gets sold, which is why it's on a commission basis. I think the industry is ripe for innovation. We're actually working on a couple of things internally that offer some more services over and beyond your typical real estate transaction that's just commission-based, but I'm not going to talk about that here. Um, but yeah, I just, I just think that's very skewed to just look at it that way when, you know, equities in these properties have jumped up and that is how the industry is structured, structured, offer me an alternative by all means. I would love to hear it. Um, I just gave you one. So I'd love to have one back. Realtoring isn't just as easy as showing houses. People you've got office expenses, listing considerations, whatever new paperwork government throws at you. That's not a big deal. Honestly, paperwork's not that hard. Um, the internet keeps making key parts of this job easier. This made me laugh. A prospective buyer can now find your property, review its relevant details, and even do virtual walkthroughs without your agent needing to pick up the phone. Yeah, yeah, totally true. I can tell you technology is actually helping me do a better job providing more value to my clients because I want you to have the sold data. I bet you think I want to hoard the sold data, right? Because that's what real estate agents do. The new breed of agents don't care. I want to empower consumers in a very big way. I want them to have all the data so that we can do our jobs better. Technologies empowered the consumer and has added to the toolbox definitely has not made a real estate agent's job easier from a technology perspective. I can tell you when I prep a house for sale, before I even get it on the MLS, when I'm there doing the live shoot with technology, making it easier from a marketing perspective, I am literally doing a full-blown live stream. I'm scanning the house in 3D. I have a production team there doing an entire video. I've done SEO research on the title, the description, and the tags to make sure that I get more leads 
than anybody else. And even the MLS with the way that we structure our marketing, I've spent 10 years in certain pockets and areas creating custom audiences that I can retarget for that property. And then I'm doing literally a TikTok, which I'm chopping up into a reel on the fly. And I'm interacting with my people about these properties. Then I'm actually putting it into mailing lists and blast. Listen, I'm not going to get into all of the marketing that we do, but you can understand like the manic feeling that that gives you. Technology has actually made it a lot more difficult for agents that aren't adaptable to technology. If you're talking about just putting it on MLS and that being the be all end all, great, maybe. Go ahead, go put a sign on your front lawn. I actually agree with you. You can actually search the internet much better than you can before. But for people that are in my position, executing like we are, it's a very different beast than it's ever been. And we are in the midst of a crazy hot real estate market. When you sold your house in Edmonton, you flipped his man home in a not great neighbor in the midst of a plummeting provincial economy. It was a month's long grind for showings, open houses, fruit lenders, negotiations, commission well spent. Three things when you're selling a house, price, condition, marketing in that order. So if it was months long and it was in tandem with the average days on market, that's fine. Um, if your average days on market was 15 and it took you 70 days, your house was overpriced. I don't know if that transcends transaction look like so i can't really give you an opinion and vancouver a townhouse sold for 30 percent over its asking price that means nothing i hate to break it to you um list price means nothing right i've seen transactions sell for less than they should have i just saw one and actually just on the other side of the highway from where i live sell for 540 and it should have sold for 580 because they used a terrible pricing strategy and another one i saw that sold for call it a million bucks another one sold for 70 grand more than that like three days later one person used one pricing strategy where they priced under. So they technically sold five grand over the other person looks like they sold a hundred grand under asking price, but they still got 70 grand more in a very similar house. So list price means nothing just so everybody's aware of that. So why doesn't anybody care? Because people are making more money is essentially what he says. Um, yeah, yeah, yes and no. I mean, people are still grinding for commissions. I can tell you that I'm out there in the streets. We're doing a lot of transactions. Um, we work mainly by referral only. So we don't get it a ton when people ask me about commission reductions. I tell them I get paid zero dollars to list your house. I only get paid when I sell your house. Um, and if honestly, all they care about is saving commission, I'm probably not the agent for them. Um, they should put the sign on the front lawn because the market's hot. Now, if they care about making more money, that's where they can have a conversation with me. And it's very different conversations. This part right here blew me away. Um, again, it's just to me, a terrible comment. Guys got paid 67 grand for two days work. Sounds about right. Okay. The house sold for 2.5 million in a market where it, it's busy and it sold in two days. Do you know how long they worked on this property before they actually listed it? I have listings where I've worked on listings for three years before they actually came to market, gone to people's houses, did appraisal after appraisal, kept them up to date every single month with market reports. Again, to say that you get paid 67 grand for two days work, you don't really understand the industry if you think that's how it works. So screw the realtors, I'll sell my own dang house. Okay, but you weren't here to bash realtors. Okay. Um, after all, I can turn into a hotel with Airbnb. So why can I sell it? Services like I'm not going to mention another brokerage because by law, you can't actually speak against any of the brokerages. Um, as I said, I'm on the professional uh, standards committee. And I, I actually defend a lot of people that go after, you know, mere postings and for sale by owner brokerages or discount brokerages. I don't care. I genuinely don't care. Doesn't affect my life at all. I don't really compete with that marketplace we're apples and pineapples. If you compare what we do, um, I think there's more than enough room for everybody out there. And I think that there's more than enough room for all kinds of business models out there. Um, but there you go. They put it on MLS and in Quebec, they love private sales. Do property was responsible for 20% of sales. Yeah. But do 
Proprio actually collaborates with a lot of agents. They offer cooperating commissions to a lot of real estate agents that come in and do those transactions as well. I mean, Quebec's a different beast. I'm from Montreal, so I understand that, but I won't get into that right now. And honestly, for this, like they'll even put your house on MLS. What did I just say, right? Like uh, probably 30% of our transactions never even hit the MLS system um, the way that we do business. And a large portion of that is because of the way that we're doing business with technology. We get more hits with Google, with our targeted advertising. And, and MLS is a tool. That's all it is, right? So just saying that you can get your house on MLS through a service doesn't really mean anything. You're not comparing apples to apples, right? And I can extrapolate this into actual case studies where I did a sale on, I'm not going to say the address because again, I don't want to disparage any of the companies, but there was a mere posting listing, two townhouses. Feel free to challenge me on this. I'll send you the addresses so you can look at it privately if we're under client agreement because that's a separate conversation. Um, there were two exact townhouses in the exact same complex, right? One was listed on MLS. Mine wasn't, right? We did everything we said we were going to do, preliminary marketing, all this jizz jazz and you know, getting it to the point where it was going to come on the market. Oh, sorry. My camera just dropped off. Give me one second here. So we did about two weeks preliminary marketing, probably 25 hours into that property before it hit the market. We did what we did to build up some anticipation. We hit the market. We got into multiple offers. We sold for literally $40,000 more than the exact same townhome that was just listed on the MLS that then took about three months longer than ours to sell. So I have a really tough time when I read these articles and people are telling me that, you know, just compare apples to apples, you're saving money. If somebody tells you, well, your house is going to sell for, you know, 400 grand because the market's going to set the price and you may as well pay this guy a little bit less because he's going to do the same job as this guy. You're not looking further than almost a used car salesman comparison that people make when they look at real estate agents, right? It is a tactic where all sales are not created equal. There's a reason why every single transaction is treated as such and has to have its own specific marketing plan on how you're going to do it based on that inventory type in that marketplace when you actually list the property my camera keeps dropping off so i'm going to switch this up right now give me one second here and i'm just going to put it back on my facetime camera because it's getting choppy so yeah going back to what i was saying the fact that you list a property in mls is only a portion of the sales transaction right? There's a lot more that goes on to it. So putting your home on MLS for a flat fee, you can totally do that hundred percent. If you care about just saving commission, if you care about making more money, I know this last stat I read was homes that are sold listed with a comprehensive marketing plan through a typical sales process, make about 9% more. That's what I literally was just reading right before this article. Why is Quebec more open to private sales? Because their housing prices have not been as insane as the rest of Canada. Yes and no. Um, when they went through the referendum, that actually made them baseline out and it took a lot longer to recover. But Montreal has been going nuts for the last five years. I have a lot of contacts that I do business with there. And one of my best friends is killing it in Montreal right now. So I've been watching what they've been growing. Not to get them wrong, the application of a real estate agent isn't a scam. There's plenty of folks every year pay their realtors commissions with gratitude. But if you're handing five figures to somebody who's just going to post it on MLS and answer a few emails, you might want to consider, well, the algorithm could just do it as well. Yeah, I could say the same thing about this dude's job. Um, I could literally find an algorithm to write a news article tomorrow. Is it going to do as comprehensive as a job as, as this? And this to me is not that in depth or balanced of a report. Again, I think it's an opinion piece. So Neither here nor there. Shout out to Tristan Hopper. Um, hit me up on the DMs, brother. I'd love to get you on and have a live chat with you. But yeah, I, honestly, this wrapped up comment kind of summarizes the whole theme of this article. It's 
just post your house on Amy or posting brokerage. And why would you pay somebody who's just going to answer a few emails? To me, it's a bit of an asinine comment, to be honest with you. Um, there's a lot that goes into this job and you're just like a plumber. You're not going to pay somebody that just got their plumber's license, you know, 500 bucks an hour to come in and fix a comprehensive problem, but you're going to pay another guy that's an absolute killer at it to do something complicated, right? It's the same thing here. Why is it people that are some of the largest real estate investors in the world happy to pay out a commission to people on a sale because they know their time is more valuable than just trying to save a couple thousand bucks on a sale. Also, they also know that if they can put a little bit more money into the sale, say they pay four grand more and they get 50 grand more on the sale price, they're happy. But the agent that you're hiring should be able to show you case studies of why they net more money or why they can do more than just the MLS. I do think we are moving into an age where things like tech and platforms where technology takes over and there is AI is going to cause a huge culling of the herd. I think, you know, the cream will rise to the top and we are long overdue for the herd to get thinned out from this regard. But I do think the people that are left standing and have are just literally obsessed every day with getting better at their craft and better at their craft and better at their craft are going to get hired all day long from people that are of no interest in learning all the intricacies of the real estate transactions and what's happening from a development perspective. And, you know, when I'm selling a house and I know that the plaza next door was just sold and the tenant leases that are getting signed and none of that information is public and why you want to invest in this area now, because they're putting up a tower on this corner because I'm involved at the planning committee. Oh, and I can go on and on and on. Right. You're telling me that you're just putting it on MLS and Uncle Jimmy's going to get the same price as me. It's just not factually correct. And I could show you case study after case study after case study as to why that's just not true. So I'll wrap up the reaction video there. Suffice it to say, again, I think it's an opinion piece rather than it is an actual article um, that's in depth, kind of on the balance queue. Um, feel free to comment. I want to know what your thoughts are. And I'd love to chat with this guy live if, if you want to go back and forth on some of these items and, break it down. I didn't sit down and, and do a full bullet point. I was literally just going through the high level of this article just to give my two cents on it. I hope you all have a great day and I'll catch you next week.